Hi, welcome to the Ending Your Binge Eating podcast. I'm Rashonda Yates, and I overcame binge eating, lost 50 pounds, and kept it off for over two years. And now I'm sharing my stories and strategies and tools to help you in your binge eating once and for all so that you can release weight and um, keep it off once and for all. And today, I want to talk to you about what you should know before restarting a diet or a weight loss regimen. Um, if you're here, chances are that you have struggled with binge eating and you may have quit dieting. And something that I hear from people, um, clients, um, people who um, ask me questions in DMs, things that I've struggled with myself are around fears, you know, of gaining weight and, um, you know, maybe having an indulgence or having a glass of wine and then thinking, you know, about doing something to restrict yourself or limit yourself and being afraid that that might trigger a binge or, you know, trigger restrictive dieting again or, you know, just thinking like, I, okay, I quit dieting and I know this is right for me in terms of all or nothing thinking, but okay, I quit dieting, but now what? Now what do I do? Because maybe you're in a place like I was where, you know, weight loss was something that was really going to be beneficial for your quality of life and your health. So what I want to talk to you today about is about what you need to know, you know, before going back on another diet. And it might be surprising to you what I talk about in today's episode. But I recently did an Instagram live where I talked about a big mistake that a lot of people make is that, you know, they keep going back on diets. Now, what I'm going to go a little bit deeper in this episode about is I'm going to go into a little bit more about why, why it is. And the why is, I think, what will be surprising to some people, because there's a lot of people out there who say, you know, They'll, they, they use a lot of black and white language, ironically, um, to an audience of people that tend to have all, all or nothing thinking already, you know, myself included. And so we tend to hear messages like, you know, just stop restricting forever, um, give up, um, you know, reject diet culture and things like that. And what we don't realize is that when we make these sweeping all or nothing statements, we're still, we're perpetuating the all or nothing thinking number one, but number two is chances are when you are making a rule like that, this broad generalization, you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater in some regards. (laughs) So, so here's one example of a pattern. I think a lot of people will be familiar with Um, But if you're like most yo-yo dieters, you probably have done this, and I've done this in the past, is start a new diet. You know, you tell yourself, this time I'm going to stick to it no matter what. 
you might find yourself doing well for a few days, maybe a week, maybe weeks, months. But then there comes a point when, you know, life creeps in. Your boss um, says something to you that is critical. Your partner is cross. Your kids don't listen. You know, you get home at the end of a long, exhausting day and you feel overwhelmed and tired and you feel like, you know what, I deserve a treat. Before you know it, you've eaten a whole sleeve of Oreos, you know, and then that's when the guilt and the shame creeps in and then you want to feel better, you know, but the, the story in your head is, you know what, screw this. First of all, I already blew it. So I might as well just finish this off and I'll start over tomorrow. How many of you can relate to that? I'm raising my hand because this is something that I did too many times to count. So what we often do is then we go through that cycle and then we kind of, you know, maybe we do the binging for a while. Or maybe we immediately rein it in. You know, there we cope with this in different ways. But some of us will try to restrict the next day. Some of us will just keep on binging for a few days. And then finally, you know, we try to rein it in. And then we kind of come back to, all right, I'm back on track now. I'm starting over, you know. And we do this pattern over and over and over again. And what we don't recognize when we're going through this pattern is that it is a pattern. So what we're not seeing at the time that we're, you know, making the choice to start a diet or to stop a diet or to pick up a cookie or not pick up the cookie, to binge or to not binge, what we don't see is that literally all of that is a pattern that we are in and we haven't yet recognized that it is a pattern. So I hope this is making sense. And I'm going to try to explain it in a few different ways to give you an Uh, a sense of what I'm talking about here. But the thing is that you can't change anything and expect that change to lead to an outcome that you want if your being doesn't match the outcome that you want. All right. So imagine, for example, that you are trying to go from point A to point B and there's a bridge in between. And in point A, you're having thoughts like, oh, my God, I feel so out of control. I just feel so overwhelmed. You know, every time I try to do every time I try to lose weight, I fail Um No matter what I do, everything fails. And so that's where that's the things that you're saying to yourself at point A. So that's who you're being at point A. But yet you're trying to take yourself being the person who is saying to yourself over and over again, everything I do fails. I feel so out of control. This is such a struggle. Everything is so hard. And you're trying to get to point B by being your point A version of yourself. 
And this is a broken strategy. You can't outdo who you're being. You can't outdo who you're being. What do I mean by outdo? What I mean is what is doing? It's going on a diet. It's not going on a diet. It's, you know, um, choosing to binge or choosing to um, tell yourself, no, I'm not going to binge. I'm not hungry. You know, it's all of these things that we're going around and around and around in circles, battling ourselves, be, you know, um, fighting an internal battle. Every single bit of that is part of the pattern. And that is why we feel so stuck in it because we can't see that that is a pattern. We can't see that every single one of those thoughts is part of the pattern. And I get it. Okay. Because I was there and, um, you know, I remember that feeling. I remember how that I, how I felt a sense of hopelessness and I, I felt a sense of, um, frustration and confusion. All right. And, So we go through this cycle, we know, we start doing the same things over and over again and expecting a different outcome, but we don't even recognize that we're doing that. I really hope this is making sense. So, and I don't have to tell you that it gets harder and and harder every time because, you know, maybe we started this pattern five, 10, 15 years ago with the very first diet, 20, 30 years ago for some of us. And so we started that all that time ago. And maybe at the beginning, it worked to some degree. Maybe we lost 10 pounds or lost 15 or 20 pounds, 70 pounds, right? But then we gained it all back and we lost and we gained it back. We lost and we gained it back. But now, 10, 15, 20, 30 years later, all of a sudden, it's not so easy as it was the first time that we went on this diet and lost all this weight. And there's a reason for that. And the reason is because now the pattern has set in. And now what, you know, what started off as a habit of maybe restricting and binging turned into a habit of self-doubt. And so now we have the habit of, I don't trust myself. Now we have the habit of, I feel helpless and hopeless. Now we have the habit of nothing I do works. And so now we continue to reinforce that new pattern. And all of this is um, based on neuroscience, all right, Um it is that we we form these habit loops in our lives and these habit loops create grooves in our brain and our brain seeks predictability. And so we're going to keep doing, every time we do that pattern, we actually reinforce that habit loop and we make that groove deeper and deeper. And then when we try to change it, why it's so hard is because our brain seeks predictability. So now we're trying to do something that our brain is telling us, you're, you know, you're dying, you're dying, stop doing that, you know, so when we try to do things that are outside of the pattern, then all of a sudden, our brain is like, nope, you know, now I'm going to give you a stronger urge to make you go back to that same pattern again, I'm going to make you reinforce that that pattern 
of, you know, trying and failing so that you can have that reinforced um, confirmation that you fail. And this is why we cannot succeed and sustain with that success until we become that person who is at point B. We have to become that person who has the outcome that we want and begin operating from that point. Because, you know, do you think that the person who has the outcome that you want is telling themselves, I always fail. I'm so out of control. I have no discipline. I have no willpower. Like, is a person who's successful saying that to themselves? Had to take a sip of coffee. I feel like I'm getting uh, a little bit fired up <laughs> in this episode. And it's because I I was just reflecting on, you know, where I was three years ago, five years ago, when I was right where you probably are. and you know, struggling and feeling like things would never change. So what do we do instead? So instead of trying to do things, you know, and try instead of trying to do stuff differently, we have to be someone different. We have to change who we are being at the level of our identity that is actually driving the behaviors that cause the outcomes that we want. And when we create this identity of someone who has the outcome we desire, then as we're making the changes, it feels like aligned behaviors. So suddenly it's easy to stay on track. It's easy to stay um, committed, your self-talk changes. You begin to say, I am disciplined. I'm a person who loves eating healthy. I crave healthy foods. So we have to change that on that identity level. And that's why one of the pillars of my method is devoted to changing your subconscious identity. So who we are right now on an identity level, and this includes me, is what we're getting. And in terms of results and outcomes, in terms of eating habits, food choices, whether or not we can sustain any fitness or weight loss program, it starts with being. Now, the easiest place to start changing your identity is with your self-talk, all right? And this is where we start um, in my program. And I'm going to give you three steps to start shifting your self-talk starting today. And I hope that you'll do this. Um, You know, information without implementation is absolutely useless. If you don't do anything different, then nothing's going to change. 
And if you will commit to shifting your identity, then you are already giving yourself evidence of working from that point B that is in your mind. You're already moving yourself in that direction. So here are three steps that you can use to start changing your self-talk. Step one is for the next 24 hours, notice all of your self-talk around eating, around food, around weight loss, about binge eating, about your body, about sitting down to eat, about fruit food preparation. So for example, you might have thoughts like, I feel overwhelmed trying to cook, get dinner together, or I'm too tired to cook. Let me just, you know, stop and grab something on the way home. I deserve this treat. I shouldn't eat that. I should eat this. I'm overwhelmed. I'm frustrated. No matter what I do, nothing works. I feel out of control. Um, I don't like how I look. You know, I feel disgusting. Whatever it is, I want you to just write all of these down. So I'm going into step two now. So step one is for 24 hours, just notice, notice everything. Notice your self-talk. Okay. Number two, write all of these thoughts and words down. So for the first 24 hours, you're noticing all of it. And um, you can be jotting them down as you go if you want. But then for step two, I want you to actually um, take a formal chunk of time, you know, maybe 20 or 30 minutes with a piece of paper or your journal and write all of these thoughts down. Write everything that you that you say to yourself or out loud to someone else. Um, write it all down, you know. Maybe you complain about something. Maybe you're blaming someone for something, you know. Um, oh, my husband always brings home that and he knows I'm not supposed to have that. Whatever it is, all right, no judgment here just writing everything down. And step three, I want you to notice how all of these thoughts make you feel. I want you to notice whether they help you to move closer to your outcome or if they make you move farther away from your outcome. And then in step four, what I want you to do is for any statement that moves you farther away from your outcome, I want you to scratch those statements out. And I want you to choose statements that move you closer to your outcome. So for example, let's say something that you say to yourself is, I feel so out of control. All right. Now for me, for me saying I feel so out of control, that is a very disempowering story for me. If I'm thinking to myself, I feel so out of control, I feel helpless. I feel like, you know, basically I can't do anything to change the situation. And I start to feel hopeless. So 
you know, I it may be true that right now I feel so out of control, or at least I might believe that that's true. And in a different episode, I can go into how that in itself is a story. You know, um, a feeling is not a fact. Um, it's an interpretation. But right now, I want you to just acknowledge the feeling, but I want you to choose an empowering story. Okay. So for example, I could say, I have more and more control every day. I'm more and more disciplined every day. I'm learning to have more and more freedom and control every day. You know, whatever the story is that is empowering for you, we're all different and words impact us differently. But language is critical. And if you're not taking advantage of the power of language, then you are leaving on the table one of the most empowering and impactful and simple tools that are available to you. And that is creating your life, whether you realize it or not right now. Um, Self-talk is um, the first place that we start in my program. And it is by far the tool that my clients rave about the most. Give yourself a gift and do this exercise. And if you do, I would love to hear how it went for you. I would love to hear what you discovered. Um, tag me on Instagram at Rashonda Yates. I would love to know how this goes for you. All right. So that's what I have for you today. Um, let's go ahead and recap. So today we talked about, you know, what you should know before you go back on a diet, on another diet. And we talked about how everything that we're doing is habit. You know, 95% of what we do is habit and it's all patterns and how we do so many things without even recognizing that we're doing the same thing over and over and over again. And we can't outdo our being. Another way of putting this, my um, one of my mentors said, the person doing the doing is only effective as your being that's doing the doing. Okay. And then finally, I talked about um, how self-talk is the best way to start to shift your being, which is your identity, and gave you three steps to start to do that starting today. Step one is for 24 hours to notice all of your self-talk around this area of your life. Step two is to write all of the thoughts down. Step three is to notice how they make you feel and whether they move you closer to or farther away from your outcome. And then step four is to let go of all the disempowering thoughts and to choose empowering thoughts and empowering stories and self-talk. All right. And again, please tag me on Instagram if you try this. Um, Also follow me if you're not following me there. I share 
things that I love to eat, just, you know, just my own personal diet. It's not something that I recommend. Um, but I also share other tips about how to live a binge-free life over there as well. So with that, um, I will catch you on another episode of the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have gained any value from this episode or from the podcast in general, then I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes. It is such a big help. It helps me to reach more people. And if you did gain any insights, I would love to hear your takeaways and how you're implementing these tools over on Instagram, you can follow me at Rashonda Yates and send me a DM and let me know what you are using, what you're taking away from the episode, what your ahas are, things that you're seeing differently. I love having conversations with you over there. And until next time, I'll catch you on an episode on, an, on another episode. Bye.